This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. We are your hosts, Gemma and Ian. Before we get cracking with today's episode, we just want to make sure you have hit that follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what platform you are listening on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy what you're going to hear today, we would really appreciate it if you can leave a review and a five-star rating. So now that's out of the way, we just want to say welcome and thank you for all tuning in. And now it's time to dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name's Ian, I am your co-host, and with me is... My name's Gemma, and I'm the other co-host. Yes, and you've, if you've listened to us before, you probably understand what this crazy podcast's all about. It's about diving and having fun underwater, and we've been diving. We have, yeah, we're just back from, oh, a week ago, we were probably in the water, weren't we? We were, actually, uh, two o'clock, yeah, we were just about finishing our, our last, last dive. dive. Yeah. yeah, so we went to the uh, North Devon, and then we went out to the island of Lundy to sh- do some uh, diving. Yeah, last episode, we did a bit of a roving one, didn't we? Yes. And uh, yep. talked about some of the dives and where Lundy is. Lundy is a little rock of an island off the west coast and the Bristol Channel. In the UK. Yes, yeah. So it's uh, the boat ride out or the steam out to the actual dive locations was about 20, 21 miles. was, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's a great place to go. Uh, if you're visiting the UK or you're already in the UK, um, you know, it's a great place to add to your diving yeah. you know, list to, of places to visit. Um, if you, uh, yeah, want to go somewhere and try something new. We've ticked it off our UK bucket list. List. Certainly have. Um, so our last dive, that was on Gull Rock, wasn't it? Yes, there was a rock with lots of gulls on lots it. Lots of gulls on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was in a bay and there were plenty of seals popping their heads up. Yeah. And they kind of uh, met us underwater, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It's actually um, quite well known for the um, how the seals behave there. Because not everywhere in the UK... They beha- they're quite as tame, but they are quite tame. In the, yeah, they do uh, interact. Lundy, like yeah. they are at the farms. Yeah, yeah. So you, you had your fins nibbled and you had your leg nibbled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, they do tend to nibble at my fins and um, they seem to don't to pay too much attention to your fins so much, are they? No. But no I think my fins, because they look like fish. Yeah, I you've got black black fins. Yeah, but it's quite a shallow dive the last one. We were sort of... Two okay, metres two maximum. Two metres a couple of times, yeah. and then we're down at four, five metres. That's where all the life is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so it was a nice little last dive. to, um, And, yeah, we both had a little um, had some fun. Yeah, yep. had some fun with the, with the old seals. And there's quite a lot of life there, you know, a lot of, um, yeah, all sorts of crabs and uh, little critters running about. Jellyfish, little jellyfish. tiny jellyfish. Yeah, dog. those little tiny jellyfish were amazing. They were, and dogfish we saw, saw some starfish, uh, sea slugs, yeah. sea cucumbers, sea slugs. Yeah, so, which yeah. are really cool. And lots of um, plant life. Or, yeah. And the viz was pretty good as well, wasn't yeah. it? So, yes, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, though. can't complain. Cold. Yeah, it was, I think, 12 Cut degrees the, yeah. was the minimum. We recorded, so yeah. yeah. On a 30, 40 minute dive, you, we did get a bit chilly, didn't we? Towards yeah, towards the end. end. Yeah, that's p- probably enough. Yeah, so, so. Uh, yeah, it was good. Really good experience. And shout out to Lundy Diving and 
Hi ho charters. Hi ho charters. Hello Ben and hello Sam. And Andrew. I want to say hi ho silver. Why do I? (laughs) Hi ho silver. It's the hi ho silvers. (laughs) We were hi ho silvering on the waves, weren't we? Yeah, Yeah. it's brilliant. Especially seeing them dolphins on the way. Yeah, and that was that finished off the last uh, dive and the last passage back to Ilfacum. We saw a couple of dolphins. Yeah. um, Yeah, just playing in the bow. And then a bit further out in a, the surf behind the boat. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That was a pleasant surprise and uh, definitely a bonus and a uh, nice way of finishing off the trip. It was, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so look look up Lundy and uh, maybe plan a little dive trip there. Yeah, get down there this year. So uh, if you're not going abroad, add Lundy to your dive locations that you want to go see absolutely and it's accessible for all levels of diver yeah, you can be oh an yeah, open water there. diver you don't need to be advanced necessarily so and yeah, if there you there were some s- twin setters on the boat there were yeah i'm not yeah. sure why no, really not twin when you're set? only doing 10 12 meters yeah anyway that's but they had fun yeah they, they did they, they yeah. enjoyed it just yeah. the same as us i was the only girl on the boat by the way um yeah you were weren't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> well diving we there was a girl who's on there for um, walking got a trip over to walk around the island didn't mm. you but uh yeah the only uh girl diver. diver yeah so but yeah but the other guys on the boat were very friendly and yeah. Uh, yeah. everybody had a good time so yeah that's all good um we went down there in the ford transit custom nugget um you might have seen us share about it so that is a camper van basically. we love we love the ford nugget don't we we do completely sold on it so yeah. it's a, a perfect vehicle for anybody that wants an outdoor lifestyle or wants to go exploring the uk and yeah. take everything in. if you're wondering what on earth we're talking about um just google uh ford transit custom nugget that'll come up or ford nugget or westphalia nugget uh it'll come up and uh if you want to think right a camper van Imagine something similar to a transit van or a VW van because you see loads of them as well. Yes. But if you want to be a bit different, yeah. get get a Ford Nugget. Yes, and we've uh, we are members of various Facebook groups, and we've had quite a lot of interaction from the Ford Nugget community. Yeah, so shout out to them. Yeah, um, so thank you for being um, very reactive and. It's a very positive uh, group of people and they love their nuggets. Yeah, I was talking to um, Ford on Friday actually about future cars uh, that we've got coming up uh, to share on the podcast with do- certainly some future diving trips. And uh, one of the guys I was speaking to, he was saying that he had the nugget a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, you soon make friends with a nugget, don't you? And I, and I agree, you yeah. know, we had lots of interaction from people coming up to us and saying they like the nugget and want to know about it can they have a look inside yeah did it work as a dive as a dive vehicle yes big tick yes absolutely yeah yeah definitely yeah uh we had four cylinders or a dive kit in there and you think we got some really steep windy little little roads in north devon yeah if you're from the uk you know that devon and cornwall roads aren't the best no. once you get off the motorway and yeah they're very narrow 30 um, odd to the gallon in fuel yes so it's uh yeah it cost us a couple hundred pounds in fuel didn't it there yeah. and back yeah so not out of the way at all so and we didn't obviously we didn't have any accommodation well we paid for our campsite but there were no like 
big B and B fees, were there? No, so it's a good no, way to travel. No. We um, did have we had the pl- we've had one before, haven't we? And we mm. had the, uh, the the smaller nugget, and that was absolutely fine. We loved that. Uh, this time that was the plus. So, so it's a little bit longer. Y- yeah. You get a bit more room, and you get a toilet in, which uh, now. Nah. No, we don't need to use <laughs> well, that. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to use the toilet, you get a little bit of a curtain that protects your modesty. Um, uh, That's all. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but it does make a little bit more room in the back of so the kitchen area, doesn't it? Yes. So, and the storage in the nugget was we got everything in. We used the cupboard space. We probably had a bit of cupboard space free, to be honest, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. So, yeah. So well, I don't think you bought as much gear this time, did you? speak for yourself (laughs) anyway but yes definitely recommend it it's definitely a single person or a couple's vehicle four people in that or three people would be a bit of a squish yeah Yeah. and there's on our social media links um, where you can go to Ford's website yeah the uh, show notes will have a link as well so take a look yeah take a look at that big scuba powered by Ford there we go Um, I'll and this ain't come about just recently. Um, I've been a Ford man. People who know me, I've been a Ford man for years, ever since going back to Ford Orions, Ford Escorts, wow. Mondeos, Rangers. Um, yeah. And so, Sierra? Uh, my dad was Sierra. He had Cortinas and Sierras. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a Ford man. Yeah, and I've never, I've always not looked at Fords but now the Nugget um, and yeah, the Raptor really, yes. yeah I love the Ford I think there's something special about the yeah. the old Nugget actually there um, is yeah so yeah, a little yeah. bit yeah the Raptor was really good fun I, lo- I love the Raptor the Cougar was practical because yeah. it was a hybrid so yeah. Ford have a lot of good things going for them definitely so comfort as cars, a dive good vehicle quality. if I think um, especially if you like uh, getting a couple of dives in having the brew up for a cup of tea um, pitching up somewhere really nice. Um, you know, if you're looking around this year for thinking, well, camp the van, maybe I'm going to stay in the UK. Um, if you want something different, and there are a few up for sale on, mm. or if you look on Auto Trade at the moment, there's a few up. They're not cheap, definitely not cheap, no. but, you know, they offer a lot for yes, that money. Yeah. They offer a lot. And the good thing about it is, if you want to be different, then you know, bring that into the argument because you, there is thousands of VW camper vans and you'll just turn up like you've got the same one as someone else has got. Look how many we saw on the road in Devon. Loads. Absolutely. God, loads. Yeah, loads and loads. So, but how many nuggets did we see? None. None. In fact, I've only seen two on the road, actually. Yeah, I think I've only seen one round here. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so if you want to be a little bit different, uh, they look like a you know a smart transit van from the front and you can really only tell they're a nugget by having the westphalia badge and the awning on the side yeah um coming up soon next month we've got a uh, ford mustang mach e which i'm Mm -hmm. really looking forward to Uh, it's a fully electric car and um i should be on dive master duty towards the end of june and i'm that i should have the mach e yeah, to by use then. for that weekend. But what we're going to try and do is a little test with it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Stony Cove is like our central point for training and doing, if we want to do some trials 
uh, test work or something like that or just have a bimble about we go to Stony Cove yeah it's our nearest uh, it's easy to get to it's great great gang of people up there good facilities and yeah and, and we know it, blah 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 um from Bungie to Stony Cove and back is about 260 280 miles mm-hmm. so one of the things that we're going to do with uh Ford and uh, the must is the fully electric Mustang Maggie is can we go to Stony do do, do let's say two dives maybe hopefully three yep come back on one charge because the charge in their figures are 360 yeah so it should give us a bit of playing around should, mileage if their figures are correct well with perfect conditions you know and that's probably an empty car yeah we're going to have some weight in it with all our dive kit you know, because we're now thinking about it, aren't we? You're thinking about diving, you know, and we're thinking about price of fuel. Uh, do we go fully electric? You know, if you're looking around for another car, you know, do you go fully electric or do you just go for an, another diesel or petrol mm. car? You know, it's all relevant stuff. So one of the things I want to see is whether we can load it up with all our kit that we'd norm- normally take, get there and one charge if we can't we've got to somehow factor that in yeah so we've decided already haven't we? we're gonna have a plan a b and c yeah just so that we've so it's gonna be a longer charge um because you can't it's a lot of these places it's very hard to get a rapid charge yeah and so a longer day for us it would but it'd be really good to hear if you have your thoughts if you think this is a good idea be interesting to see how it works out mm-hmm. can we get there and back on one charge will the will it will the figures ford's figures actually stack up yeah. It should be really cool if they do. Watch this space. Yeah, so or we <laughs> might be broken down on the side of the road. Going, we might be, have no charge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. if it does, it happens. Well, so we'll yeah, we have seen it. That. So, but yeah, that's coming up. So yeah, thank you to Ford uh, for all their support as well. Yeah, love it. And uh, we, you know, we look forward to that. Um, for And carrying on. Mm. Well. Yeah. Um, you got some news with one of our past guests when we had... Uh, Andy Forster on yes. from Dive Project Cornwall. So way back we spoke to Andy about Dive Project Cornwall and that's all about getting youngsters involved in the uh, ocean world. Right. So um, so they've raised an awful lot of money already through donations um, from uh, dive industry supporters and companies but they need a little bit more so they've set up a crowdfunding uh, okay. page so i think they're aiming to earn another forty thousand pounds wow so it's okay. not an awful lot in this whole scale of things when you're looking at a quarter of a million so take a look at the link in our show notes um and that will take you to the crowdfunding page so it doesn't matter how small large uh your donation is every little will help so i think they're looking obviously for the 40 grand and I think they're sort of just heading towards a thousand pounds at the moment, but we've right. got plenty. I think another month or so to uh, generate that income. So, but yeah. So Andy Forster, he was a previous guest. So yeah. have a listen to that episode, and he'll know he's really enthusiastic about the whole thing. But it is getting young divers um, involved in diving, and some of them may not have even seen the sea. So it's a, a really big thing, and it starts very shortly. I think it's towards the end of June. So yeah, take a look at that. So. That's Dive Project Cornwall. Yeah, and I'm uh, just looking back when uh, we had him on. That was, uh, ep- uh, blimey, uh, end of January on uh, that was. 
episode 106 yeah so, shortly uh, after it all became public as well so yeah. and i think just on the crowdfunding they've also uh, linked up with waterhall um they make sunglasses out of recycled um fishing gear oh, and wow. fishing nets cool. so have a look at them i'll put a link to waterhall as well but that's another really interesting company to have a look at yeah yeah talking about other interesting uh, companies and organizations uh one of our other uh previous guests they've won an award um and um, they're share, sharing that with the world and asked us to let you guys all know. Um, so the Reef World Foundation, uh, they are a winner of the Escape 100. Mm-hmm. So this is a, uh, a worldwide competition. Um, the Reef World Foundation has been selected for the Escape 100, a well-known campaign highlighting the top proposed-led companies to escape to in two in 2022 mm-hmm. uh beating some 13,000 other company nominations the reef world foundation has ranked number six globally thanks to their inspiring mission positive impact and flexible working environment ranking on alongside social enterprises giants like oddbox olio too good to go and moving worlds and more the Escape 100 campaign was started by Escape the City while on their mission to, to help a million quit their corporate jobs and find work that matters to them and the world. They began to wonder what actually makes an organisation different, forward-thinking and impactful. They came up with a scoring system of six criteria, impact, people, mission, planet, innovation and b corp to rank companies including anonymous employee reviews and the escape 100 was born mm. so they've That's done really really well yeah it's quite a lot involved there yeah um it ca- it, the campaign comes at a key moment in working history since the pandemic started employees all over the world have been given time to think about what really matters to them how true is that mm. And are increasingly prioritising finding new, meaningful, flexible and forward-thinking work environments. Uh, This has all been reported in the Times papers. Um, In Escape the City's recent survey of 1,500 job seekers, 89% want a career with a clear sense of purpose, up from 71% in 2015, with 73% saying that their reflection time during the pandemic has made them re evaluate their path furthermore for 74 percent of professionals a flexible working location is the primary barometer they use when choosing a new role now uh we had um reef world foundation on one of our really early guests yes samantha craven yeah and uh, they are um forward thinking we're Mm. one of their outreach partners yeah yeah and they come up with different things they've just recently they've done like a, a snorkeling best practice guide haven't they so then they've done it for divers as well so it's a really good and then they go around and approve diving centers to make sure that they're you know ticking all the boxes yeah. as well um their fat one of their foundations uh directors jj harvey made a comment about the campaign to say what that actually means to them and what their, his view is, is that this is a fantastic recognition of our combined effort to ensure that the Reef World Foundation is a forward-thinking and involving 
organisation that is positioned to effectively take on the challenges we face in helping protect and conserve coral reefs. Mm. We're delighted to be in the top 100 for the third time in a row and coming to number six this year shows that we are on the right track. Our staff have been key to this and the award is a reflection of their input and hard work. So well done to them, guys. Perfect. Yeah, really good. Yeah, good to hear. Yeah, so that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, also, just very quickly, I noticed um, a really good photo um, that's on social media this week. And it was, I saw it on uh, LinkedIn, which is really cool. And it was a photo taken about 18 months ago by the space station. Oh, of the Barrier Reef. Great Barrier yeah. Reef. Um, and uh, if you get a chance, have a look. It's under the Earth Observatory, if you look at their so social media. Um, there's a really clear distinction between the deep water mm. and the shallow waters of the reef. And a really clear photo that was taken. Yeah, so, uh, well, put the link in the show notes again and, uh, yeah, take a look. Yeah. But that kind of leads well into our guests because we are talking to the Sirene Project. Oh, And yes. they are, it's a platform for women involved in ocean and marine conservation. Right, well, that's brilliant. Should we uh, get them on? Yep, so we spoke to Tatiana and Caitlin, who are members of the Sirene Project, and they just tell us about their what they do and about their scuba journey and yeah what they've got planned for the future awesome so this is the siren project so welcome to the big scuba podcast and uh your name is caitlin and can you tell our audience who you are okay <clears throat> uh welcome to the big scuba podcast my name is caitlin um i'm from mesa arizona and currently I'm living in Maryland. I work as a dive master at a local scuba shop here in Maryland. And I'm also working for a parks and recreation position. Okay. Yeah. And busy? Um, it's, yeah, I'm like, both schedules are very sporadic. <laughs> so without my planner, I would not know where I need to be on which yeah. day. <laughs> So, um, a bit like that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. So, Tatiana, so where are you based and uh, what is your background? Hi, I'm Tatiana. Um, I'm actually originally from South Florida. I'm currently now living in Virginia Beach because uh, my husband is in the Navy. So, it bought us up here. I'm actually working at a dive shop right here in Chesapeake Bay Diving in Virginia Beach and I'm actually working on my dive master right now oh, cool. um so it's a pretty exciting uh journey right now <laughs> and how's that going it's pretty good it's pretty intense um at the moment I have a lot of specialties uh dry suit now officially under my belt hey. um and actually next weekend we're going to uh, North Carolina to do some deep and wrecks so I could finally get ah. that off my specialty too so I'm pretty excited <laughs> awesome yeah, that sounds great. We've had previous guests from North Carolina and there is so yeah. many, yeah, wrecks and it's on the, uh, you know, sort of different types of diving. Yeah, so the two locations that we go diving or at least we provide for through our shop is, it's called Moorhead City and then Hatteras. 
And so they're pretty famous for their wreck divings because they have sand tiger sharks on it. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, and it's like, oh, supposed to be like cool. dozens and dozens of sand tiger sharks. So for someone in the marine biology field and loves sharks, that's probably more of the big excitement for me on this trip than probably the wrecks itself. <laughs> Yeah, so I think when we previously made contact, you have a big interest in sharks. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, so how did that start? Um, so it actually started at a really young age. Uh, I probably have to thank my dad for this more than anything else. Uh, he actually made me watch the film Jaws. And, you know, you only have two reactions. You're either afraid of it or yeah. you end up loving it. So I ended up loving it so much. I was like, no, I need to know more about this, this creature, this animal that they're talking about. And so I kind of just went down the rabbit hole on this. And from there, it just, I got addicted. I had every book, every documentary, everything I could learn about them. And I, I, I love them so much. <laughs> they are pretty amazing creatures. And as we know, one of the last uh, of the prehistoric monsters as well, aren't they? You know, yes, uh, I mean, they are older than trees, so that's what's so interesting about them. And I mean, I don't know, they they don't look menacing to me. They just look so interesting. There's just something about them. They're, they're just so pretty and intriguing, and they just bring such a sense of wonder and mystery to the dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how sort of, um, uh, have you done much diving with like great whites or anything like that? So... When I first got certified, I was hoping that's what it would lead to, but actually it was mostly a lot of uh, boat work. Right. Um, so when I finally got into uh, a university that was doing the research, it, you know, the water is very murky where, uh, where we were doing our research, a lot of marshland, so not really yeah. dive friendly. So we'd actually bring the specimen onto the boat and do all, grab the samples, blood, muscles, uh, fin clips. Um, and that's how I really actually gained my experience was more handling them than diving with oh. them. Yeah. Um, but I have done like at least snorkeling with them um, oh, wow. on my own personal time. Um, and this will be actually the first dive trip next week that involves actual sharks. So I'm, I'm really hoping to see a lot more species other than sand tiger sharks. Yeah. That's super yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. So Caitlin, how did your scuba journey start? Um, so when I was like 16 years old, I, I had a very interesting biology class for high school. Like, I don't know how this course was okay because, uh, one of the things we ended up having to do was like a survival trip in the desert for 24 hours without food or water. Wow. So I don't know how a school allowed that, <laughs> um, but yeah, really interesting guy who taught the class and he offered this like scuba trip um it wasn't for credit for my coursework or anything but it was um like a thing on the side that you could sign up for and um so I hold on knew that so you're in the desert no food mm -hmm. no water how many people uh everyone who took you? I I was 16 at the time <laughs> wow yeah um but like it was just me kind of off on my own I could see some people in the distance um and you had to like make a shelter and make a campfire and um like you had very limited supplies so yeah 
I mean, probably like very good pra like practical skills to have, you know, if for whatever reason I'm stuck in the desert, <laughs> you know. Um, so you're in but, a desert and that, how does that transfer to the ocean? <laughs> oh, uh, so, so yeah, so I like, I grew up in Arizona. I used to go to San Diego uh, regularly, which is like a six hour drive. Um, and that's where I fell in love with the ocean. So I like knew very early on that I wanted to be involved with the ocean in some way. And then um, when I saw that he was offering that scuba trip, I was like, yes, like I really want to learn how to scuba dive. And I got certified so that I could go on that trip. And it was like, I was 16. We were living on a boat for like five days. It was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> uh, so weird too, like finishing that and then getting back on land and you're like, you feel like oh, you're still yeah. swaying, swaying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because of like the motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is that um, what kind so of made I got you certified then? in a lake? So whereabouts Sorry. did you qualify? Uh, it was it was in a lake in Arizona called Lake Pleasant. Um, but then uh, when I was in college, I continued my scuba journey in Hawaii. So yeah, wow, yeah, good place to do it in Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, certainly beats uh, diving into a muddy pond to do your uh, dive master <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, uh, doing the like lake dives for my open water I saw one fish <laughs> and maybe like 20 golf balls because we were like right next to a golf resort <laughs> so. yeah yeah so how many dives have you done so far um that I have counted for sure 60 yeah maybe a bit more than that yeah <laughs> yeah no that's really good and how about you uh Tatiana um, I am actually now um, at 47. So yeah. when I do uh, Hatteras, it will be my 50 long dive, actually. Cool. So pretty excited. Probably more. I think it'll be like 51, 52, but big celebration anyway. Not the same yeah. as Gemma. Yeah. yeah. I'm 46. Yeah. So Woo! <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, well, it's really good to talk to people that are, you know, quite new in the journey as well. And, yeah. you know, where it's, you know, you've had you know a lot of experience as well and you know like you Caitlin you've been to St Abs you know um Tatiana you've you know sh you've got this interest in sharks it's amazing yeah yeah so so what what are you currently doing the both of you at the moment so Tatiana what are you doing at the moment with your diving so right now um when I moved here I asked them if they were teaching um anybody to be open water certified um, as an instructor. Yeah. So at the moment, that's actually where my path is right now. That's what we carved out. So um, hopefully by the time next week I complete those last certifications, I can start doing um, like dive guide and science of diving. And that will really open up like the books for me to, you know, work more into assistant and, and hopefully instructing myself. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the path I'm on. Um, but I do have actually hopes as well as to uh, get back into my master's as well to continue that shark journey as well. Mm. Um, so 
not only do I want to be instructor on the side, you know, if the time needs it, but also I know I do want to be like a dive master as a graduate student, because I know that's going to be pretty beneficial to have that one student that's like, I got this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's some, so your interest in sharks. So you were, do you follow Christina Zanato? Because she's been one of our guests. I do. I saw that you guys interviewed her and I was like, wow, <laughs> she's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, sharks cover a big spectrum, don't they? So, so yeah. So how about you, Caitlin? Where are you in your journey so far? Um, so I got my dive master in November. And, um, and then I moved here to Maryland from Arizona. Um, so I was looking for some scuba shops here and I was actually looking for specifically like a woman owned scuba shop because I felt like I would feel more comfortable in that space. Um, and so like, I really like the shop I work with. It's called One Ocean Scuba um, and Cindy is, like, I don't know how she works a full-time job and she's like a business owner. And wow. like, <laughs> so um, I'm currently helping her out by working in the shop sometimes. And then um, I've been teaching uh, Discover Scuba classes um, with my dive master because I did the internship. Um, mm. And that's like usually at some random indoor pool here um but I'm really excited because tomorrow we're gonna be going diving um in the Susquehanna river <laughs> I don't know how to say it um <laughs> it's but yeah we're is we're that doing a river it, you've been waiting uh, to, to die for a while it's not necessarily for the views, but we're doing a cleanup dive oh, cool. um, in mm. honor of Earth Day. Yeah. So I'm nice. I'm excited to celebrate Earth and you know take care of Earth yeah. in that way. Uh, yeah. Today, so so is a uh, very deep. I have no idea. No? <laughs> I I will get back to you on that. Yeah. Well, good luck with that because um, we we Thank do <laughs> we do a regular river clean here in Norwich. And yeah. uh, it's really good. Uh, really, it's interesting because you find, you know, all sorts of things, trash, and Ooh, you know, you yeah. get all that out. But you do find some quite interesting things as well. You know, um, I heard last year they found a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, bikes. Um, we had a plate of thoughts. I think. That, yeah, um, we had that last time. Yeah. Yeah. And all uh, sorts of things, don't we? Yeah. So, yeah, there's all sorts of rubbish people just throw in the river. But, yeah, it's great to feel that you can clean it up and, uh, you know, just make it a bit of a better place. Tires. For the... Normally get loads of tires. Tires. Well. Cones. Oh, yeah. Traffic cones. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. good to get all that out. Oh, well, well good luck with that. That's really good. So so how did you get involved in the Sirene project? Um, so I had been following... Um, the Instagram account and um, I saw that they were advertising for um, a web designer and um, I'm pretty organized so I felt like that was something I could do um, and I reached out to Leone and we had kind of like an interview with um, our old teammate Andrea um, who no longer is as involved anymore and I'm kind of taking 
a step down as well um, to like focus on like other priorities in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like it went really well. The chemistry between us is really good. I ended up meeting Tatiana a little bit later um, because I think she got brought on board um, a little bit after me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for people, for um, for people who don't know what the Siren Project is, and they think, what what on earth is this, Tatiana? Could can you explain what that is? Yeah. So you know, Leone created this platform that she wanted to bring women of all different backgrounds of ocean conservation on this platform to connect with each other, and as well as highlight them, um, and then also as hopes like you guys inspired the next generation. Um, So there are so many women that we featured on a daily basis that are divers, that Mm -hmm. are photographers, that are, you know, nonprofit organization, government, you name it, any background they have, you know, as long as they, yeah, artists, yeah, as long as they're surfers, that was a big one too, you know, as long as they're involved in the community, we wanted to highlight their efforts that they've done, because no matter how big or small it was, it was, they're making impact in their community and the world's. Yeah. So they don't need to be just divers. They can be just connected to the ocean or some water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Leone always says, like, you don't have to be a scientist to yes. be an ocean conservationist, which I, I always like that. <laughs> I resonated with that. So. Yeah, well, citizen <laughs> science, you know, and uh, that's something that anyone can get involved in and do a bit even right down to a beach clean and uh yeah, yeah. you know it all all helps and, and here we are talking on earth day and uh what a great thing to talk about you know getting trash out the oceans rivers and mm-hmm. it's something that somebody can just do by a five minute clean walking along the beach and you know uh just have picked some rubbish up and things like that yeah and, yeah it's brilliant um, the Siren Project also has a global ocean news ambassador section, which um, we have women from different continents um, sharing some type of like current event related to the ocean in the area that they live. So that's also really cool because we're bringing in like, like I, we have like kind of pen pals all over the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's good. It's a global kind of movement then, isn't it? with people yeah, it's with a very different... international mm. yeah and that's really good because it's a community then isn't it it's not just you you know usa based or uk based it's just worldwide and all-encompassing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the goal of the that ambassador program was really to try like caitlin said is you know not only to highlight that news that's happening in their side of the world but to also you know translate it not just into english but into their language Mm. You know, that was one of the big things that Leone had mentioned that most of the news is is always in English um, and it's not translating to other languages. So a lot of the girls that we have, they speak like two, three languages and they take their work and they translate it so that, you know, those women that are coming into the page, they don't just see English. They see, oh, someone's speaking Spanish, someone's speaking German, you know, like, oh, this is great. Now I can actually learn what's happening across the world and in my community as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, it's great to have the community of, you know, women and girl divers around the world. So it's a, so there's no men in there then. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of female divers um, in the group. Um, one of the big ones are like the technical divers, actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
but I said no, there's no men in there. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, there's no. We have only. We only. I feel kids. a bit left out. <laughs> <laughs> you have to set up your own group. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but for the both of you when you were starting out on your scuba journey did you feel it was quite male do- dominated yeah I think there was just me and one other girl um, becoming divers um when I started and I my first uh my when I attempted it was in 2015 um and then when I got here into the shop um now there's a lot of girls coming in now more than anything else yeah they're all in, you know, their early teens and their, you know, early twenties and, you know, their parents are bringing them in and they're like, yeah, my daughter wants to be a marine biologist. So I feel like it's becoming more and more normalized for girls to do it, to use it as a, as a stepping stone for their career, which is really exciting yes. Um, yes. to be in the storefront and be like, oh yeah, I'm a marine biologist too. And they're like, yay. So I'm in the right spot. I was like, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how about you, Caitlin? Did you find there were quite? Were you? Did you find it was quite male dominated, or? Um, I've actually had, I think, a pretty lucky go of it. Um, like, yes, when I when I got certified as a sixteen year old, like most of the people on the trip were guys. Yeah. Um, but then when I did my scientific diver program in Hawaii it was mostly girls and there was actually like mostly girls doing marine biology as well like Mm. in that degree um so like I guess I didn't really like I was 16 I wasn't really like thinking about that at the time and then like when I did my dive master I did kind of realize how male dominated it was like the shop that I had done my dive master through was definitely male dominated so (laughs) Yeah. yeah I guess it depends what level you're going to you know as you know as where a, you are geographically even mm, like yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah for me personally I'd say you know when you go to an inland dive site you feel it is quite male dominated mm-hmm. of a certain age of a certain yeah. age of a certain age yes I, I would say in my community it's still very much male dominated of a certain age um, and I think next week, I'm pretty much the only girl on the boat. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. so that says a lot about our community still that, it, yeah, it's still very male dominant, even still. And I think it's only because, you know, the deep in the wreck, I don't think that's very common for marine biologists to get that specialty. Mm-hmm. Most of them are doing, like you said, Caitlin, like the scientific diver. And from what I've seen coming to the shop, I already had like four or five girls and one guy that are actually joining that class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no it's interesting isn't it but hopefully with you know the project having Sirene project out there and other girl or women orientated diving organizations it will just get the message out there that it it, ev- everything is accessible yes. mm-hmm. yeah yeah so Caitlin what is your plan for the future have you got a kind of journey you want to go along with your diving um I think I would like to become an instructor but for now I'm really enjoying just being a dive master and I think a lot of shops are always looking for dive masters it's a nice role isn't it yeah nice job (laughs) because I I kind of enjoy like being it's 
I always equate it to like being like a TA for like a college class. Like you're not really like the main instructor. You're like yeah. kind of on the side helping out with whatever. And I like having not too major of a role with it, but I like being able to have one-on-one time with the students. And it's like yeah. really uh, great to see like how excited they get with their mm. first experience underwater. <laughs> um yeah, I do really like that. Um, yeah, but oh. I'd like to like maybe teach people to snorkel as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we've spoken to people about snorkeling, and that is a good introduction into the underwater world without like literally throwing yourself into like breathing underwater. You're just getting that kind of aspect, and then maybe it might lead to. That's what helped you, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started snorkeling in the river with lockdown and everything and you know that was great getting kind of an awareness of the underwater mm-hmm. world without you know just getting thrown in the deep end so to yeah. speak yeah. yeah 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 so what about you Tatiana what's your plan for the future have you got some kind of idea whether scuba is going to take you I think I have some ideas I mean Ultimately, I would like it to bring me back into, you know, the science field and be more of a scientific diver. Um, But, you know, I've been talking to the owners here and because we've had so many girls coming through, as long as I'm here, I would like to make it more about that younger generation and teach them either the marine ecology courses or certify them because I know being that in this location is still very male dominated, I would like Mm. to create that you know, that space that's safe for them and comfortable to be like, okay, it's not just a guy teaching me. There is also a girl that is involved heavily in diving. So I would like to be that role model for them, you know, and help them be the stepping stone in their career. So that would be just as satisfying as well too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like you've got, yeah, a fair bit of, uh, ambition ahead of you uh, yeah (laughs) yeah so you dive in quite regularly at the moment it's been very cold so I haven't been able to get (laughs) in the water as much as I like to um I think it was about three weeks ago I had to go dive to do the dry suit and it was like I don't know how to train I know it's like 45 degrees Fahrenheit for us um it's cold yeah yeah it, it was even with a dry suit, I was like, <laughs> yeah, had, that's going to be eight, eight degrees, something. Yeah, yeah just about. And uh, we had the student with us who who's a cop and, you know, we train the cops here regularly as divers. Um, and he was in a wet suit the entire time. No. And I was, yeah, I was watching him and I was like, I shouldn't complain. I shouldn't complain. I'm in a dry suit. <laughs> and I felt really bad. He got a lot of cramps. I mean, he was like oh, freezing. Yeah, he I was must like, have t- literally turned blue. He really did. I mean, he would sit in his car between dives and just blast the heater on because he was like, <laughs> then he comes with crazy. a good, yeah, he came up with a good attitude. He came right back. And he's like, all right, let's go back in the water, guys. And I was like, <laughs> I like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So how about you, uh, Caitlin? Have you been in the water much? I haven't been in the water since being here in Maryland. Like I've only done the pool stuff. Yeah. Um, but like last time I went diving was like in Arizona, um, again in the lake. 
and uh i had to do like my mapping project for my dive master um which like the lake we were diving in it was like conveniently all in a straight line all the things that we were marking like there's some trees that are under the water yeah (laughs) um so yeah that was like the last time too bad water (laughs) cool Yeah. yeah No, well, it sounds good. So for all of our guests, we always ask them a few set questions. So uh, I'll start with you, Tatiana. So if you could take three people diving, who would you decide to take? They can be past, present. They don't need to dive. But if you could take three people important to you or you want to show them the underwater world, who would you take? So... The first person I actually picked was Eugenie Clark, which is a big scientist. Uh, she, they call her the shark lady. Um, when I met, read her memoir, The Lady with the Spear, uh, the way that she described her free diving or her scuba dive trips, I would have loved to have been there during her time and been part of her research because the way she describes in the books, she really does make sound like the ocean sound like a magical place that like it will never exist, but it's just magical. So I really would have loved to dive for her. Mm-hmm. She's the past. Um, for the present, I actually chose my father. Um, you know, my father inspired me into this field uh, to be a marine biologist. And weirdly enough, he's actually afraid of the ocean. <laughs> so really? I've been trying so hard to motivate him to get certified, but he just won't do it. But it would be a dream to dive with my father and show him how far I have come and show him like, you brought me down this path. I would love to show you what I get to see on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have meant a lot to me. And actually, believe it or not, um, I got my husband certified. So he was my third person. So he he is my dive buddy actually now. but I would like to take him on one trip that's dedicated to just, you know, like marine conservation, whether it's, you know, restoring coral or doing research that allows him to go with me so he could see um, the other side of scuba dive, not just the recreational part, but the part that, you know, means a lot to me. Mm. Yeah. So we've done a few dives already at the lake for practice. And he was like my father. He was very much afraid. Uh, but now he loves it he's like yeah you know what? I'm really glad I got to do this oh that's it's amazing really so it's it's been a fun journey so far being his dive buddy yeah that's yeah. so wholesome Tatiana <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what about you Caitlin have you got three people that you'd like to take into the underwater world yes um so First, can I just say that these questions are really, really good that you came up with. <laughs> um, I was like, wow, this is kind of challenging. Um, so I thought of um, Steve Irwin, actually, because I feel like he played a major role in my interest in ecology. And he would just be like right up in everything's face and like not afraid. Um <laughs> But uh, I also thought of um, my undergrad research supervisor, Dr. Moran, because um, she's so, so smart, so funny. She would be able to identify a bunch of stuff underwater, which I would love to learn. Um, And I always really looked up to her because 
um, I thought it was so cool. Like her husband is also a professor in marine biology at UH and she did not change her last name for her publications. I like respected that so much. I thought that was so cool. Um, and then, I mean, I kind of thought of Jacques Cousteau, you know, <laughs> because yeah, like yeah. he's the one who figured it all out. So <laughs> it would be cool to go diving with him. Yeah, no, yeah. well, very good answers. They yeah, are. Thank you. Okay, yeah. we're not finished yet. We have more. <laughs> Okay, so another question that we'd like to ask, I guess. And this time I'll ask Tatiana this time. Um, we like to give our guests a nugget. It doesn't always have to be about diving, but if it can be about diving, bonus, that'd be great. You know, um, sometimes there'll be something happens in our dive and we'll think, ah, oh, really should share that with our listener or our buddy or when we get back to the dive center do you have a nugget that you can share with our listener um something that you've learned and you thought i something to feedback yeah um you know it's actually the guest that taught me this um in the handful of times that i was able to assist open water and see these students get certified one of the biggest things that impacted me was someone that was older and said, I'm so glad I got to do this. And they felt that their age was going to hinder their experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it always really hit me home because, you know, I feel like this pandemic really bought that out of me too, that I felt like my age, I mean, I know like to a lot of people, I'm still very young, but for, you know, the pressure I was feeling young when I was younger, but I had to have this many goals reach at this point in my life. Yeah. has made me realize that you could achieve anything at any point in your life. The goals are endless. And if you don't like the one you're on now, you could get a new one. Or if you completed that one, you could get a new one. It just, mm -hmm. I feel like life is always going to teach you and open opportunities for you to do no matter what point in your life you're at. So I feel like if anybody's listening to this, that they feel like they're at that point, they're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. You will. It may not happen right then and there, but it's going to happen at some point in your life. You're going to make it happen if you really want yeah. it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Very good. Okay. Same question to, to you, Caitlin. Um, so I was thinking along the lines of live a life of compassion for yourself. So that means doing what you need to do to feel good about yourself. And ultimately it's your life. So yeah. um, tell the person how they wronged you. Eat the healthy food because it makes you feel better. <laughs> Take your vitamins, drink water, like, <laughs> um do the diving you want to do because it's like your life so <laughs> um and have the people around you that make you shine because you want to feel like your best self most authentic self Brilliant. yeah very good advice yep, yeah like that one yep That's very good <laughs> yeah so one of the another question is obviously uh if you could tell the world something so if you had a billboard that you could hold in your hand or put on a 
wall or something that the whole world could see, what would you put on that billboard and why? So, Caitlin. I love this question because it, like, there's so many things that went through my head. But the thing that really stuck with me, um, so I went to New York in July, and they have this big countdown up on a building that tells you the amount of time to limit global warming to one de 1.5 degrees celsius mm. rise okay. um it's only like seven years and some something and i feel like having it in that way gives people like more of a grasp on the situation um yeah. and i think that's quite powerful and i hope that it impacts people mm. to want to change so yeah, quite scary as well when you think about it. You know, I know. <laughs> this big clock counting down. Like, so what's going to happen when it gets to zero? Well, the first time years, I saw that, it gave yeah. me so much like uh, eco anxiety. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's a good word, eco anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but seven years isn't very long at all. No. <laughs> no, no, that's not. No. I need to think about it. No. So, how about you, Tatiana? Yeah, this one was a, this one really had to, I had to think really hard on this one, but I don't know um, if you've seen it, but there was always like the little world and they had all these little children hold hands and they all had like different looks and, you know, yeah. characteristics to them. And to me that screamed like diversity and, yeah. you know, how important that is to any aspect of, of life to work together with people from all over the world and see what kind of ideas that they could bring to the table. Because at the end of the day, I think that's what the change really comes from is that when we work together, we listen to each other's ideas, critiques, we can make any improvements. And I mean, if anything, this pandemic has shown that a lot, that mm -hmm. how internationally everybody's working together and helping each other find connections. And I'm just so happy that I've gotten to make so many connections from people all over the world. And I would, I couldn't ask for anything more. Like I would love if I had the chance to see all of these girls and guys in person, if opportunity and money ever gave me the chance before <laughs> I pass away and just <laughs> see that what they do in their community, learn about their community and <laughs> just <laughs> explore and, and expand my own knowledge and wisdom within that. Yeah, no, that's really good. Tashana good. still need to meet up. Like we we're, do. We're, we're still just virtual friends. We haven't. We haven't met, up, but we're so close. That's how you gotta make it happen. Yeah, yeah, it will. We're like three hours away from each other right now. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. three hours driving or flying? Yep. Driving, yeah. driving right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So being part of the Siren Project, how does that make you feel? Blessed, <laughs> fortunate. Um, you know. In Caitlin's, you know, perspective, she found the platform. I didn't. I Leone found me actually. I didn't mm -hmm. know about it until one day she reached out to me to be a featured girl. And when she reached out to me, I was really touched because I felt really lost in my marine biology journey, especially yeah. straight after uh, graduating in the pandemic. Yeah. You know, yeah. I lost a lot of opportunities and chances to 
present my research and connect. And, you know, that left me in a really dark place because I was like, I don't know what to do next. Um, so when she asked me to be part of the team and I got to meet, you know, so many people, it, you know, makes my heart like 10 times bigger because, you know, all these girls are absolutely amazing and, and fantastic and smart and just beautiful souls all around. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something really special about the way that women can uplift each other. Like the support is so unique and um, so loving and it just is like a really nice thing to be a part of and we all kind of like we have that empathy to like be there with each other through whatever we're going through yeah Yeah. no that's good and it's good to have that platform that obviously across social media as well you've all got that connection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and it was like I found it really helpful talking to different girls that were featured or ambassadors and stuff about looking for jobs and stuff because I mean we've all had you know a rough go of that with COVID Um, so it's been really comforting to speak to other people about their experiences Mm. and know that you're not alone in that so yeah yeah Yeah. no it sounds a great platform you know and I'm sure it'll just grow and grow and yeah evolve as around the world really yeah yeah Yeah. no that's really good yeah yeah it feels like our little baby because yeah. like Leone had to like step aside um a few months into like starting the project and then um Tatiana and I had been like running it for like the last year pretty much so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so are you always looking for new um kind of people to enroll into the kind of Sirene project field yeah yeah uh, <laughs> at the moment we're uh putting our creative brains together and, you know, think about how to expand the team as well as, uh, you know, what more do we want to do with the project itself? You know, how do we want to impact the community even greater than we already are? Um, so that's in the works right now and, and think about what's our next step for yeah. growing the Siren Project. Mm. And do you have to be US-based or can you be different parts of the world? Anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Oh, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's great. And it's great for, you know, that community of, you know, and it's predominantly women that you um, enroll into the Sarian project, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So could you like, um, because there's divers uh, who are, you know, Ukraine in Ukrainian. Uh, Is there anything you could do for any of the people coming out of there, you know, um, who maybe just nationality they are ukrainian is there anything connection you could do um for somebody like that so i know with leone she's been finding uh people to hand out resources for them um and we've been trying to post it as well on you know the platform as well as the website to help out in any way we can uh, you know, we may not be as large as a group and be able to do as much financially, but if mm. we could provide resources and, yeah. you know, help them connect with someone that's close to them or that can help them as well. I mean, sometimes that's... it's just having a voice at the end yes. of a, of even on a Zoom or, a, you know, even a phone call. And sometimes it's just that is enough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't yeah. obviously you can't physically be there, 
Yeah, no, well, having that reach, you know, out there is just amazing and bringing everybody together is great. Yeah. yeah. So if people want to find out more about the Sirene project, where is the best place for them to kind of connect and get a bit more information? Our website, go out of your way to check the website on pretty much everyone's on Instagram, so... <laughs> We do actually have some Facebook groups too, um, only because depending on where, like one of the things we learn is certain countries use Facebook more than Instagram. Mm -hmm. So like with the ambassadors, we have like their individual groups because I think Leona was telling that people in South America use Facebook more to communicate. Um, So we have to expand our platforms there so that we can use any on all forms of communication for the girls. Yeah. How about Twitter? so we do use twitter but i will admit i'm not like a twitter expert (laughs) i still haven't grasped twitter well enough um so i think we're that's why we're also going to expand the team to someone who probably does know twitter a little better um because i do feel like twitter has its own very special voice you know it's not just a place that we can use to just like highlight the girls, like Instagram. Yeah, it's not, one, it's not the best for pictures and things, no. No, it's, it's not more words. That. Yeah, it's got more words. And um, I don't have the words to be as impactful on there. Um, so we're hoping to find someone that, that does know that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. You know, as long as you're over all social platforms, then people, wherever they are in the world, you know, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they can make that connection. So we'll put all those in the show notes and everybody can look up the Sarin Project. But yeah, it sounds an amazing community and it's great that you're, you know, sort of getting it out there for all the ocean conservationists um, to kind of give that community and you can all talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. It's been so fun interviewing with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's been good having you on. So, we want to say <laughs> thank you very much for you know for giving us some of your time on uh, you know today. So it's been brilliant. Yeah, that's no, and we'll uh, obviously you know it's great making that awareness out to all our listeners about the Sarine project. And if there's any like budding marine biologists out there, then maybe like reach out to you guys and connect yes. and. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and if we're ever there, we have to connect with you guys. You guys yes. take us diving with us. Yes. <laughs> yes, well, if Caitlin has done St. Abs, then you've yeah. got to come and do yep. yeah, the far yep. night. Anytime in the UK, drops a line. Yeah. I, yep, yes, I that's totally will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Caitlin, I will book tickets today. <laughs> Summertime, you'll be all right in a wetsuit. You'll be fine in a wetsuit. Perfect. If anything, yeah. I have a dry suit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah, either way, it's it's a good place to dive, especially in the summer. We've got, you know, we're an island nation, so there's loads here to see as well. Yeah. So yeah. but yeah, but yeah, do keep in touch and you know, keep us aware of your journeys and you know we'll share that on our social media as well but it's been really lovely to talk to you and yeah it's great having you on and yeah keep doing what you're doing it's brilliant thank you thank you so much thank you for having us this was really really fun good good (laughs) all right enjoy the rest of your day thank you guys have a good one happy earth day yeah happy earth day special day yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah send our hellos to leone as well We will. Yeah. (laughs) All right then. Lovely to talk to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Okay, welcome back, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed that conversation that we had with Tatiana and Caitlin. Well done. Got the names <laughs> right there. We know time. what you and names are. Yes. Yeah, yeah because one of the other names I used to get muddled up was... Um, uh, Rose. 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 <laughs> Rosemary. Sorry. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> just a bit of big scoop of history. Sorry. Sorry. <coughs> um, moving on swiftly. Yes, before I get in trouble. Um, so th- thanks for you guys for coming on. And, yes, uh, look them up. your yeah. time with us. Yeah, so there's some quite some inspiring young women on their um, Instagram page. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. have a look. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, this week is the Queen's Jubilee week, isn't it? It is, yes. So platinum, I think it is. Yeah, it? so what are you guys doing? Let us know. Um, you know. Enjoy the celebrations. If you're in the UK or in the Commonwealth, you know, um, let us know how you are celebrating the Queen's. Or if you're not, I don't know, it's kind of in or some parts of the Commonwealth, <laughs> that's controversial. You might go f- be going for a dive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, let's some know. of us have got to work, but yeah, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, so, that'd be really cool. And uh, uh, let us know how you are doing that. Don't forget, also coming up next month, early part of next week, uh, next month is World Oceans Day. That's on the eighth. That's come around quick again. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it was only yeah. So we'll be posting about that. But so that's the week after next. Yeah. Again, let us know how you are going to mark that event. Yes, yeah, we like hearing from you. That'd be good. Talk about that. It'd be really nice if someone could leave us a review. Come on, somebody, somebody out there who listen to iTunes. I know other platforms are out there, but if you're downloading us on iTunes, we need some reviews. Yes, we we keep asking. It helps, <laughs> helps us build. It it costs nothing. Yeah. So you're listening to this on Monday lunchtime. Just leave it, takes a few seconds, leave us a five-star review, help us get found by your dive buddies who are going, these scuba podcasts, is there any out there? Yes, there is, there's, there's us, you yes. know, other yeah. ones are available, of course, but it helps us get found. So if you enjoy us, you know, leave us a five-star review. Yeah. It, and it helps the system. If you don't listen on iTunes, Apple, whatever, then... You know, send us a message on Instagram or put something on one of our posts about yeah. what you think of the podcast. Yeah, that'd be really we'll cool. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Or if you think, you know, Ford Nugget or if you think in Reef World or something like that, you've got some feedback on any of the stuff that we talked about today. Uh, give us a shout. Let yep. us know. Yep. Send us a Absolutely. message. Yeah. Because right. we love hearing from you. We certainly do. And, uh, you know, hearing from you guys and we met some some, uh, some listeners, of our listeners, didn't yeah, we? Yep. Uh, makes it all worth it. Yeah, guy on the key. He said, "Oh, you're the big scoop of podcast." And and then we had a guy on the boat, didn't we? Yeah. And he listens to us, and we knew that we were going to meet up. So that's really great. Makes yeah. it. We met our other listener, <laughs> cave crawler. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cave crawler. Yeah, Dave, so no, good guy. Yeah. So what? And his mate Roger. And his mate Roger. Yes. Roger Camboy. <laughs> okay. So next week. Next we, week, we we've got someone else. Yep, so on next week's episode, we're going to talk to Alex, who is involved in the Mary Rose Trust, and she talks to us all about her diving and the actual raising of the Mary Rose. Yeah, Alex was involved right from the very start, and, um, you know, sort of right from the start of the raising, and now is head of looking after all these items. And uh, be really interesting if you've been to... 
the museum mm-hmm. uh, and cinema at any stage of its. Perhaps you remember. You're like Gemma. You remember <laughs> the lifting. Personal it wasn't was there. Fo- <laughs> How many years ago was it? I don't know. It's the fortieth it? anniversary yeah. this year in October. I bet you remember it. It was like it was just yesterday. <sighs> yes, I remember it being on Blue Peter. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, so it's a really we have really good chat with uh, Alex, and it was honestly, uh, I'd like to get her back as well at some stage because mm. I think there's more that we could ask and um, we kind of run out of time really. Um, and I think at some stage we're going to head down there yes. um, to yeah, have a look around. I've been, I did go down there. I took um, uh, me and Harvey and Honey, we went down and had a wander back and it's a brilliant museum. Mm. It's awesome what they've done. And uh, I, you know, if you ha- want somewhere to go this year and you're in the UK or if you visit in the UK, uh, make sure, you know, it's in Portsmouth, go and have a look. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's such a big part of our history. Mm, and there's still possibly some more things to discover in on that seabed. Which blew me away. Yeah. And the fact that we, you know, as a, they have to rent that space off the, that off the crown. Seabed. Yeah. 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 So there's loads to get, loads in that. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. Yeah. So it makes a really interesting conversation wasn't it and e- even if you're not a diver and you remember the Mary bit of a Rose, special yeah. i think this one mm, I think it's fair definitely. To say. yeah it's part of our uk history and again you know like we all say you don't need to be a diver to listen to this podcast yeah, you'll get absolutely. something from it yeah yeah uh, brilliant um okay well i think that's it i think we kind of covered everything yeah i think so so thank you for listening and downloading and leave us a review that was <laughs> the big scuba podcast see you next week bye Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba Podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We'll get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.